um, what's my line of work? So for the moment, I work um, part-time in management, and um, I also have a side business as an entrepreneur, The Cosmic Playground. Um, I'm the CEO, and I'm a student, a new grad student. <laughs> my best attribute. What is my best attribute? Um, my best attribute is that I'm open and I am accepting and I'm always willing to learn. I love people. I love um, learning what makes people tick. I'm like an eternal student. So I always think that there's something to learn and I want to help people. So, yeah. <laughs> what do I wish people would stop asking me? When are you going to get married? Um, when's your grad program over? Uh, what do you do? <laughs> I know you only asked for one, but you know, I'm like this, this kid, I, I feel like I have so many things to do in this life. There, it, it's not just that simple. You know, I have phases. I've got, you know, this passion project over here. I've got books to write. I've got organizations to start. So <laughs> I feel like the sky's the limit. Yeah. What am I completely over and done with? I am over COVID. <laughs> I'm so over this. Um, don't get me wrong. COVID to me, as tragic as it was, was also a huge learning experience huge, huge, huge learning experience. And I'm really eternally grateful for it because it was the reset that I needed. It was um, the great eliminator. It got rid of a lot of things that I really needed to do away with. Um, it illuminated things that I needed to see that I neglected to see. And so I just, but I feel like we're just as a, you know, a humanity, it feels like we're just in this chokehold a little bit where I think, shouldn't we have learned these lessons already? Like how much more do we need to propel ourselves to care about each other and um, to learn what's not good for us and to look you know, into, into a new way of doing things. So that's what I'm over. I'm just tired of all these stories. I'm tired of war. I'm just tired of being in this state of limbo when I feel like humanity has so much more potential to, to rise above that. Oh, what's the worst thing about being female? <laughs> like, oh, <clears throat> I don't, this is a really hard question um, because I love being a woman. I love femininity. Um, I think that there's so much wonder in it, but the worst thing about being a woman, I believe, is just this, ongoing war to suppress femininity and womanhood. Um, we had this prompt about class and it was talking about like hate and things that we hated. And one of the things that it evoked for me was um, like at one time I felt hatred of men. And it's not really that I, I that feels wrong for me to say, right? Because I know that that's like, that's our other half, like you can't hate part of yourself, right? Um, but this ongoing war to um, subdue and downpress, hearing the women that I have been in company with hurt 
so much by patriarchy, sexual violence, physical violence. Um, that's what makes me hate um, things that are just against femininity. So I think that's the most difficult thing is that it's this, this cognitive dissonance that I have with myself. Like, I don't want to hate these things. I hate the actions of what is done um, in the name of like violence that doesn't allow women to feel safe and feel expressed um, freely as we are meant to be. So anything that um, like women and just feminine, we're supposed to be able to be expansive. And I think not feeling like I can be safe in the world is, is really what I hate the most. So, yeah. So what's the best thing? <laughs> 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 Eric. <laughs> What is the best thing about being a woman? Um, I think the nurturance, the care, I, I have to say the best type of care and the most intimate relationships I've had have been with women. Um, women have nurtured me, have cared for me, have lifted me up despite everything. Um, and I think being able to be soft and vulnerable and be able to collapse in those spaces. Um, women have been the ones that I've been able to do that and to feel safe with. And so um, I like to be that, that's who I am and that's how I express myself as well. And so I like to also be that type of nurturer and the caregiver um, for like the wounded, the weak, the young, everything. So. Yeah, so the care, caretaking, I think, is probably the most. Oh, that's a tough question. Who has had the most impact on my life? Um, I have a difficulty making choices. <laughs> um, I can't pick just one, but I think my daughter, I think probably the most immediately, um, she changed my life. My daughter, Kalia, is 16. Um, and she completely turned my world upside down, but in all the best ways possible. <laughs> um, she's been a mirror to me about the things that I love about myself, the thing I, things I don't like. Um, but honestly, she's like the greatest part of me and the greatest expression, I think, of anything that I've ever done in this life. Um, I marvel at her every time, you know, and just in wonder of, this person, like, I did that, I made that? Like, wow. <laughs> it's um, pretty astonishing just watching her grow into becoming her own person and having her own thoughts and selecting her friends and making choices that I wouldn't necessarily choose, but you know, she's gotta live. So um, I think my daughter, you know, she changed my life and, you know, showed me new ways to relate to the world, to myself, and, um, and to others. So, um, but a close, you know, second and third would be my mom, my dad, and my brother, who are my immediate family of origin. They are my rocks. Um, I'm still close with them till this day, and we have our difficulties, like not, you know, but um, we're small. We're a small family, but we're mighty, and I'm thankful for my family members for being able to weather through the storms um, always. They've never left my side, so, yeah. <laughs> I think the word that best describes me would be compassionate. Um, I 
am in awe of the, like the endless well um, of emotion and depth that my heart is capable of. <laughs> um, I didn't think I could feel more. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> but I am affected and moved by everything. And it's a beautiful, uh, what do you call, bittersweet experience to have in this life, to be so moved by everything. So I think being an open, compassionate person is, is my strength. What is my biggest challenge in life? Um, making decisions, um, trusting myself at times. It's really strange. Um, you know, I'm almost 40 years old, so <laughs> I would think that I would have gotten much more secure about these things. Um, but I think, again, my decision to go to grad school, just like returning later on in life, um, is one of those examples. I had known from the time I was a child, um, I knew when I was around five or six years old, I wanted to be a psychologist. <laughs> and I remember uttering this in a home video that my dad, when he interviewed me as a child, he asked me what I wanted to do. And I said that. And for over 30 years, I dismissed it, you know, like time and time again, tried to make career paths in other ways, um, but I always kept coming back to this. And so, Finally, it feels like I'm landing like home. So as I've been getting older and saging as a person, as an adult, as a woman, um, I'm getting better at making those choices and trusting myself. So the biggest lesson life has taught me <laughs> has been to trust myself, um, to trust myself. I mean, those gut instincts usually are right for a reason. <laughs> those, those, those things, those cues, those signals, um, our information that we can use to process to go in the best direction of our souls and our spirits. So yeah, that has been <laughs> the most um, pertinent information to my life has been trusting myself. Yeah, Just one word? <laughs> what word best describes my outlook or viewpoint about the world this time around? Whew. Um, I think growth and expansion. Um, more, more than that, I think opportunity. Opportunity. This crazy world that we've been living in has, uh, in the last few years with the pandemic, now with a war, um, there's so much opportunity for growth here and for change. And we're in this liminal space where we've got an abundant, um, an abundant space to create new things and to develop new things. And we need to collaborate in order to do that. We can't do it alone. Um, I think things take effort. I think we should be moving beyond the self at this time. Individualism, rugged individualism, whatever you want to call it, doesn't work. <laughs> it's not sustainable. Um, so why aren't we trying something new? So I think the opportunity for us to grow, um, but be in community, in congregation with one another, just in our daily lives, I think would do us like well <laughs> as a whole human race. Do I see an optimistic future in our country? <laughs> the cynic in me wants to say, oh, hell no. 
<laughs> like, what? You know, I've thought about bouncing myself <laughs> and going to another country, figuring it out. Um, I don't necessarily think that is the way to go. I, I do believe in the power of resilience of, um, of the human species and of mankind. And so I believe also in the power of the collective and of the people. So once we get over ourselves and start collectively working together and recognizing all of these injustices um, can only be changed by collective mobilization, then you know we can move forward. So yes, I'm hopeful um, because people are waking up to the possibility of change. They are waking up to their own power. They're waking up to the lies and misinformation they've been spread and you know adhere to all of their lives. So it's a really exciting time um, for liberation. So if people really start to harness that energy, then yeah, liberation is possible. And then have at it. <laughs> what do I feel more often, gratitude or envy? I feel gratitude more often like at the bat. Envy is something I feel, I'm not gonna, you know, you know, portray myself to be some superhuman that doesn't feel jealous sometimes. Um, but it isn't really necessarily jealousy, it's more so, oh, they have that, I want that too, right? I don't ever want, um, and I don't believe that my joy has to come at the expense of others or vice versa. So I believe that we all can win. So really more than anything, when I see something that I'm inspired by or that I want, um, I have gratitude knowing that I can see it, I can experience it, therefore I know it's possible. Um, therefore I know it's possible for me. And also um, I'm grateful that there are people in my life who can express those things that I can be around it because it feels good you know, to be around um, things that you like and that you enjoy and that you appreciate. So gratitude is something that is a constant conversation that I have with creator multiple times a day, um, I sit and I practice, you know, gratitude and journal writing. Um, so much more that's like an automatic sense for me than envy. When I hear the word en fuego, what comes to mind? Um, I think of fire, I think of inferno. Um, and when I think of the people whom I know in Fuego to be affiliated with, it's this burning desire, this passion, um, this soul fire that is undeniable. Um, when I've come to know En Fuego, it's been because of Eric and Pam, and they're En Fuego personified. <laughs> um, so that name is couldn't be more fitting, um, but they're the de definition of what it means to be on fire and living in their passion and in their purpose and in you know that energy in all that they do. There's an enthusiasm, there's a light that emanates from people who are in the, that space, just like a fire. There's a warmth, just like a fire. Um, so you know, people who live their lives like a prayer and have that ability to ignite that in all those around them, that's what I think of in Fuego. <laughs> what are my thoughts about the Me Too movement? Um, I've got conflicting thoughts about it. I, I see the necessity of the moment and I think it was timely 
when it was first introduced into the mainstream. Um, it, it is way overdue, long overdue, for us to address the ills that um, patriarchy has had and continues and persists to have in, the, in our lives, um, and especially in these forums and these arenas where we're talking about power structure and power differentiation. <gasps> what is my ideal perfect mate? I don't think we have enough tape for this, okay? Like, <laughs> um, I've got lists and it's been revamped and vamped again and again. Um, I think the ideal partner for me is someone who sees me, um, someone who um, is passionate, someone who's intelligent, witty, um, someone who's honest with themselves and other people. <laughs> I think it's really important. A lot of folks seem to be lacking nowadays. <laughs> um, and I think someone who also is able to admit they're, they're still growing and that they're still in the process of learning and um, be receptive to changing and no admitting that they don't know everything, but someone who knows how to drive but then also knows how to ask for help when they need it. Um, and, and like I said, someone who sees me, I think, beyond anything that's physical, and someone who has vision and is willing to stay the course and, um, and see things through, I think is really important, so. I, but we don't have enough time for the rest of the stuff, I'm trying to tell you. If I had the opportunity to be one thing, would it be super brilliant or super funny? I'm gonna cheat because I think super funny people are super brilliant. I think super funny people have a way, they are psychologists, they are masterful in their understanding of the, of the ways of the world, but to have humor, you, that's a skill. <laughs> and you have to be learned about a lot of things to talk about them and to make them funny. So um, I think the most funny people are absolutely brilliant. And so I think, and I value intelligence, um, you know, highly. So yeah, so super brilliant is really what would supersede it to me. <laughs> if I were on a desert island, who, is the other person I'd want to be on the island with? Um, that's a really hard question. I mean, my ideal mate, obviously, for obvious reasons. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, I couldn't think of better time, ways to pass time. Um, but since he's not here yet, um, hmm, I need a little bit more time to think about that. Um, I feel like, Expecting my daughter to come and be on an island with me. We already are all on our island in our apartment as it is. I feel like it would be so cruel. <laughs> so I don't want to say her, like, forgive me, but really, I feel like, you know, I like, gotta let her live over there. Um, and I would be driven crazy if I were on a desert island with my mom, so I can't imagine that either. Um, I don't know, I think in some ways, it might be my cat, <laughs> 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 or 
or my brother, to be very honest. Um, my brother, he's also, he's three years younger than me, but my brother and I are like two peas in a pod. He's hilarious to me. We can fight and we get over it. He'll go to his side of the island when he's sick of me, but we come back together and we find a way to, to get through it. And so also he's such a great um, motivator, made a, ah, motivator. My brother's energy is really infectious. He's one of the funniest people I know too. So um, I think my brother like, you know, is a close after my mate, <laughs> after my partner. I could tolerate my brother. 